Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Submit your story idea to listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. I thought this was supposed to be fake things, mostly. That's the one that we would actually take. <laughs> this one's real. That's the joke. It's the meta joke. But actually, if you have a story idea and you want to be on our show, it's guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. But I guess if you just want to submit a story idea without being a guest on our show, you could do that. I don't know what we would do with the idea. We might use it if it was good. I don't know. Some people do this thing where uh, they don't actually like talking in front of people. Weird. You say weird, but I'm fairly certain that that usually applies to both of us. Um, I mean, I'm fairly introverted, so I can't say I enjoy, like, public speaking. But, like, on the other hand, being on this fun, few-person, conversational podcast where we derp around with fun ideas and then happen to record and let dozens of other people listen to, you know, doesn't bother me at all. I see, I see. Well, I mean, that is a way of thinking about it. It's just not going to be everybody's way. It's the difference between shyness and introversion. <laughs> Whatever. True. Um, hi, everyone. My name's uh, Eunice. I forgot my name for a second. Uh, I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternus Source. And uh, I've recently been getting a lot of spam calls that piss me off a lot, but I have nothing to rage against. <laughs> you must rage against the immutable forces of the universe. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame. And, um, you know, in this case, you've given me sort of an entry point into uh, a fun fact, which is sometimes, even in real life, I forget which name I'm using at the moment, and I just fully blank out for several seconds trying to think of which name I would have used about 20 minutes ago. Maybe you should stop using so many names. (laughs) No, thank you. I uh, definitely prefer to keep them separate. Okay. You use multiple names in real life? Yep. Okay. I find that weird. But then again, I use the same name everywhere, so... You know, <laughs> like, extreme opposites. Uh, Come on, the same name all the time in real life? Doesn't that get boring? I use the same name across all websites, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Unis 5656 you can find on Neopets is the same Unis 5656 that you can find here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Okay, anyways, moving on. This week uh, is my idea, and uh, it's kind of like a rehash, except I'm taking an idea from a webtoon that is not done, so I don't actually know how the plot ends. So it's really just stealing the premise, which I guess our other rehashes have also done. But we can't deliberately make it veer from the original plot, because we don't know what 
the original plot. I mean, we definitely can at like step one or two. I mean, okay. It's a Korean web novel. So, you know. Oh, then I can definitely make it pure from whatever it's Yeah, like we kind of know what the plot is going to be. Let's be real here. But um, it's called Please Marry Me Again. And it's like set in kind of this semi generic fantasy setting where there's like monsters and uh an archduke or grand duke this time they call it a grand duke i don't know what the difference is um and uh there's a girl who gets into uh, an arranged marriage with this grand duke because um she's like the illegitimate daughter of a duke or something and wanted to help make an influential marriage for her ducal house or something something like that um and the one that she marries has this really destructive power that's not well described but basically makes him invincible on the battlefield uh but it's like so powerful that it kind of like eats at his lifespan but this physical burden of the whatever destructive power can be shared with a partner by getting married um so that's why like the emperor arranges for her to marry this guy um but either way Ah, so getting two problems out of the way and dealing with one uh problem temporarily exactly it's 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 great it's great arrangement all around you know grand duke gets to live the girl gets to become a grand duchess or whatever no it's uh, it's kind of a bad (laughs) deal for her actually um I, was I mean, her, her lifespan gets uh, a little bit sucked up, but whatevs. Uh, it's, it's a great deal for everyone else. That's really Anyways. not whatevs. <laughs> the point is... Pretty strongly out, not whatevs, actually. But, but turns out, okay, that this Grand Duke guy that everyone's really afraid of is actually a sweetie pie um, and is very nice, very nice husband. <laughs> so they fall in love, even though it's like an arranged marriage. But then, you know, she ends up dying at age 30 because of the whole lifespan sharing thing. And the fact yeah, it's that he... not a great combo. Um... <laughs> he gets, uh, he gets, he's being sent off to all these battles to conquer more territory for the empire or something, something. I mean, that's um, why they married him off so that they could yeah, do that. that. He could do it for longer. Yeah. Um, so that's all before the story starts. <laughs> Got it. As you may or may not know, the 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 time travel reversion trope, uh, where they get to relive their lives again, is very common in Korean web novels. And uh, so the girl gets sent back to the time when she's like, I think, sixteen, seventeen, before she's done any of this, and before she's gotten married. And uh, she basically. Which, again, lasted for, like, ten years. Yeah. So she's got all the life experience of a 30-year-old. Um, and basically, she sets off to, like, seduce her husband and marry him again. Uh, but, like, you know, change the what's going on so that, like, she wants more political power so he won't get sent off to battle as much and, you know, like, they can spend more time together and not die. <laughs> Mm. But but it's really cute because like she's just like clearly going after her past slash future husband, um, but like trying not to be creepy because like he doesn't know her, <laughs> <laughs> which is really cute. Um, maybe also creepy. I don't know. Um, 
to a certain degree is creepy. It sort of depends how you go about it, right? Because if you go about it all stalker like, eh, not so good. Yeah. But, you know, she can't... But if you just go about it like, I know everything you like and I can sort of play that yeah. up, that's a different story. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I thought that you might like this. Oh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on how good of an actor you are. It, it is I'm true. not being creepy at all. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't really care about, like, whether we do this, like, fantasy setting political shenanigans thing. I really just want somebody to go back in time and, like, seduce someone that they already were in love with. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> Relive your early romance. Um... But better. Honestly, that's a, it's adorable. <laughs> At the same time... <laughs> it's really cute. At the same time, it's the kind of adorable that's like saccharine, and I'm like, hmm, I see. <laughs> I mean, I highly recommend this, this webtoon, even if you don't like webtoons because they're dumb. It's cute, but dumb. But cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Um, there is nothing else to majorly recommend it. But, you know... That's all you need. Cute can be enough. Yeah, cute feels... I don't even know how many trillions of dollars of stuff. Anyway, I, I guess if you count babies, then un, untold untold amount of money. Um, babies are ugly potato goblins. Wow. That's... I, I feel like a lot of people are offended. <laughs> I don't really care. Be offended. Um, well... No, some babies are cute, okay? I'm not saying all babies I've are cute. never seen a baby that doesn't look like an ugly potato goblin to me. Well, you're you're weird. <laughs> we, well, we've already established that. Okay, moving on. What do you want to keep? Um, to a certain degree, I feel like it's most interesting to keep the primary plot, like, thread. But then take it in some sort of weird direction where I feel like, honestly, at least to me, the best way to take this would be in a sort of um, time traveler versus time traveler shenanigans direction. Okay. So, like, she knows at first, going back, our main character, that... You know, you can get married to this person pretty easily, and you could just make that happen a little bit faster by doing some other things, and like, you know. It's mostly foretold that you need to change things around this one thing that you wanted to keep. But if there's time travel shenanigans where somebody else went back and is changing something about how you would have gotten together for probably some unrelated reason, because I don't want it to be like a weird love triangle causes people to go back in time and kill each other thing because that just seems like a problem so well it doesn't have to be a love triangle but it could be like maybe an enemy nation wants to go back in time and prevent this marriage so that the grand duke will die earlier and not conquer their country <laughs> honestly a plus stuff right there and then she's like you can't stop me from marrying him <laughs> And it's really funny, because she actually agrees with the not taking over the country part, but disagrees. Yeah. 
There's plenty of ways to not conquer your country. Leave me and my husband alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be funny. Honestly, I'm down for that, where we've got, like, some outside agents. Now, what would be really funny is if the outside agents fully dragged along, like, 10, 15 people who are aware of what happened last time, but only one of them was actually prepared to go back in time. Okay. So, you know, the the first set of changes that's really getting made are all the ones by the person who intentionally traveled back. And then past that... Weird stuff starts happening. Mm. Okay. One of them sets up as a fortune teller uh, in a magic system where that's not really a, an actual thing. Unfortunately, they seem to actually be able to tell people's fortunes. Yep. Okay. So, like, our main character sets off to, you know, seduce her husband. But, like, weird things keep happening. Um... And, you know, after a while, it's like, this is too many to be a coincidence. Like, this did not happen last time. Because you almost everything is following, you know, expectations. Unless she goes out to change. Everything follows expectations until tapped on by somebody who already knows what would happen. Yeah. Uh, and, like, every time she gets near the Grand Duke, weird things keep happening. And it's just like, wait a minute. Like, who is this? Why is there this suspicious person here? What is happening? I've never met this person before in my life. Why are you interfering with my dating life? <laughs> 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 and then, you know, eventually she's going to discover, like, it, you know, they're rebels. Future rebels? I don't know what to call them. If the territory has not yet been conquered this time around, are they still rebels? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I still want to create a, uh, you know, I said this to one of my readers on uh, one of my stories, but I still, like, explicitly want to write, oh no, it was on somebody else's story, but never mind. I still want to write a sci-fi uh, thing where I come up with words for these different tenses that are important in time travel and nowhere else that are, like, short and understandable. <laughs> yeah, well... That's not going to help with the rebel terminology. Well, it would. It's the it's the future present. What? The rebels? Yeah, they're future present rebels. No, they're past future rebels. They're only past future rebels once enough changes are made that they wouldn't be rebels anymore. Yeah. Which is which is what's happening. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, they're, they're present-future rebels. Sorry, I mixed up that order in my head. They're present-future rebels. So what the current future is, they're rebels from that. No, they're from the past-future. <laughs> it's not the past-future until the future changes enough that they wouldn't be sent back. Well, obviously the future has already been changed enough. This is like, everything's going wonky. They're not even supposed to be in the, in the Empire right now. <laughs> this is why time travel is awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not argue. I love it, but it is nightmares. Okay. But, um, you know, and the girl is like, wait a minute. We have the same goal, right? Our main goal yeah. is to prevent war. <laughs> so stop, stop interfering with my dating life and we'll, I'll help you. 
Stop interfering with my da- dating life and I will help you murder the king. <laughs> you know, like, because the Grand Duke is actually the emperor's son, but like from a concubine that he took from a conquered territory. So he's like unfavored or some weird shit. I don't... I don't Bastards are don't, useful, but they're not yeah. particularly uh, inheriting. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if we murdered the emperor, his most direct descendant would be, you know, the Grand Duke. (laughs) Somebody else, I would think, right? Actually, I don't know why. The emperor doesn't have any other kids in the story, but... um... At that point, you just declare your bastard... People do not understand how hereditary monarchies work. Um, Especially... People writing Korean web novels. <laughs> well, yeah, they they really don't understand. Like, Grand Duke is not even, like, a rank that most places have. Okay, so keep... what we're gonna do is we're gonna give the Emperor actual children. Um, step okay. one. <laughs> like, a lot of children. A lot of other children. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily a ton, but at least three. You know, multiple other children. Um... Yeah, who are more favored and, uh, you know, more expected to inherit the throne. But, you know, like, way weaker. Well, one of them's definitely being groomed for inheriting the throne. Yeah. That one is the one you definitely don't want to get the throne in your assassination plot, because they definitely want to take over the country as well. Yeah. But honestly, in terms of military power, I don't... I don't know why they weren't expecting to get murdered. Um, <laughs> other than the fact that the Grand Duke's such a nice guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, nice guy, it's family, it's a whole yeah, complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. mess of issues yeah. that caused him to not think of murder as the solution. It's childhood stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, they go from conspiring against them getting married to helping her seduce her future husband. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like not even that The ultimate part. wing person. <laughs> it's like, because if she just like let everything go like according to normal, they get the arranged marriage, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like, but like, she's like, no, I don't want to get married in two years. I want to get married now. <laughs> just try to get married early. <laughs> like, it's a reason to change the future. Putting in genuinely impressive amounts of effort in order to get married one year earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, she's also, like, uh, getting power in the palace and political shenanigans. That's really the bigger... That's really the bigger thing, is figuring out which of the emperor, emperor's uh, children you actually want on the throne... And then also... <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, like, the Grand Duke probably doesn't even want to be the Emperor because it's a lot of work. Well, that, and he's not really, you know, the legitimate heir, so getting there, you would have to, you know, murder all three royal successors. Yeah. Which just isn't a great combination in general. I mean, he's really not into murder. Um <laughs> I wasn't thinking that he was involved in any step of this murder plan. I was thinking that the murder plan was probably our our time travelers. 
Okay, well, maybe they're trying to, you know, do the peaceful solution. So what they're aiming to do is to put the the nice, like not the not the crown prince, like the one below that one, but a lot nicer. They want to put that one on the throne, um, peacefully, or not peacefully. Well, I would make all of the uh, I would make them all like all of the options have their own like unique problems that you then need to like balance out against like. Well, if we get the right advisors in place for this one, and we teach him to listen to them, internal screaming intensifies. Yeah, so, you know. Then this one's perfect. They're, like, trying to, you know, train the other successors and uh, establish a political base and uh, also discredit the current heir and, uh, you know, establish... Peaceful international relations. The conspiracy of we really just don't want bad things to happen. But also a bunch of cute fluffy scenes because... Well, obviously. So that's like essential <laughs> here, right? Cute <laughs> fluff, horrifying political intrigue. The two mesh together perfectly and I won't hear otherwise. They do. You can put a few battles in there just to like show off what a badass this guy is. <laughs> If you're writing a graphic novel, it's for your artist to show off. Um. <laughs> yeah. Make sure he's really pretty. It's important, guys. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> okay. Step one, make sure that protagonist's hot. Yeah. Step two, make sure that your villains are hot. Like my... Step three, make people question, if villain, why hot? What? Everyone... Well, I mean, everyone should be hot, just because... You know, what's the point, like, of having a webtoon if no one's hot? Oh, I wasn't saying a webtoon. I was just saying everything, you know? You know, it's a world of your imagination. Just make everyone hot. Really, A-plus writing right there. Definitely a, a normal thing to do that does not make your readers think that you're being weirdly horny about everything. No, I think readers just assume that everyone's hot. It's just, it's just the accepted norm in a fictional world i super don't i'm just a weirdo yeah you are a weirdo okay but um like does the the grand duke start getting suspicious like why does this person i've never met before like me so much or is it just like you know that weird like love at first sight phenomenon is like oh must be just that see i actually think that going a sort of middle route here is kind of interesting where he is pretty much like i mean it seems like you're power hungry but also sincere and i don't really know how to take that um it's like you're um, like you are amassing a lot of political power but like lobbying in my best interests and i'm quite confused <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like you're trying to get married to me for what seems like political power, except that the political power you're using seems to be in, in my interest and also in the interest of not yourself, which is really the the kicker here. So I'm a little bit confused. And also, like, you're like 17 from the countryside, but you're like navigating the palace as if you've lived here for a decade. And I'm getting, I don't understand, but it's kind of hot. <laughs> Are you being trained as an assassin? Uh, do I need to be concerned? <laughs> Ironically, are you being trained as, a, as an assassin? Yes. Do I need to be concerned? No. No. <laughs> well, no. 
They would have a professional assassin. What? I mean, to a certain degree, yeah, a professional assassin. But also to another degree, you realize that a professional assassin would just be doing the same thing where they're getting into the... Where they're putting themselves into the good graces of everybody. So if you already have an agent in position, sometimes it's just better to take the shot. I mean, this is a, like, you know, even if she's, like, way older than, than she looks and has a lot of life experience. It's like she's got a lot of, like, physical training experience or fitness or arm strength or, you know, things that... Poisoning somebody does not take a lot of arm strength. That's true. Let's just use poison. That's how I'd kill someone. A poison that hasn't been invented yet? Um, how is that even possible? <laughs> you know, because, like, one got invented during the war, and uh, the agent from the other country who was sent back is aware of this poison and how to make it. So you can use a poison that hasn't been invented yet. You mean discovered? Like, poisons don't get invented. Okay, discovered. Fine. Okay, poisons are what happens when somebody tries a mushroom they don't know and then dies. <laughs> I mean, technically you could also chemically create a poison that doesn't exist in nature. Although that would be extremely difficult. Not real. I mean, you could certainly modify a known poison to make it more poisonous. It's not more poisonous that I think the issue is. It's making it less detectable. Yeah. But, okay, I don't think that's called inventing. People don't invent poisons. There's so many already out there. Sure. Improved poison. Yeah, that's like coming up with an original idea. (laughs) Not real. (laughs) I mean, people are coming up with original idea, quote-unquote, all the time. They're just minor and inconsequential. Okay. So, the same thing when coming coming up with entirely novel poisons. <laughs> they're inconsequential. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so they're coming up with, like, contingency plans to kill, you know, people if the peaceful way doesn't work. Strategy one, don't kill people. Strategy two, definitely kill people. Uh, and, you know, they're, um, they're getting married because, you know, that ploy was a success. <laughs> Easy success. Not even difficult. Um, you know, she got the emperor to approve. She got the grand duke to agree to it. And uh, it's a go-ahead. <laughs> uh, Early. Got it dealt with. Uh, and then, uh, now that that's out of the way, we get to the political intrigue for absolutely ages while she's being... <laughs> you know, there's like tea parties. The Korean webtoons really enjoy, like, tea parties where, like, people insult each other in code. I don't really, like, is this a Korean thing or is this a, like, what they think real... So it's a Korean understanding of European royal culture thing. It's... Okay. Because I would just, I don't, I don't know what culture this is from. Because I haven't (laughs) super seen that in Korean webtoons that are actually set... In Korea? Mm, yeah. Um, because they always do that thing where they, they talk at each other and then somebody, like, translates the insults being thrown as if, like, it needs translation. I mean, some people do need the translation because speaking in code like that is not something that 
comes naturally to most people. I mean, it doesn't. I don't. Uh, it doesn't come naturally to me, but it's certainly something I can easily understand. Uh, look, until you've thrown a coded insult that gets received as a compliment for going on an hour. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just low intelligence on behalf of the other person. I'm um, not entirely certain that it is. It kind of depends on the context. No, it's definitely definitely low intelligence. Okay. And also probably poor tonal delivery. Well, not poor, but like, you weren't... It's good tonal delivery if you're trying to deliver an encoded insult. Yeah, well, it depends on if you're trying to, you know, get in an insult that people feel insulted by. <laughs> Look, you don't need to feel insulted. Everybody around just needs to know that you were insulted. Okay. We can put in a couple of tea parties where this happens. Um, <laughs> or not, you know. We can have more more useful stuff happen during these tea parties. Alliances are made. I um, would have a combination of very useful things and things that are utterly inconsequential happen. And it's really difficult to tell which is which. Okay. Just put a lot of because sometimes two people having fun together is the important thing that happens, and that alliance that got made on the side is going to be inconsequential in the future. Hmm. Or is it? <laughs> no, no, it is. Okay. That's why it's the red herring. Okay. Well, what's important is the fun that we had along the way. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and then um, you know there'll be uh, some. Um, deals in terms of trading rights and the deployment of troops and conscription i don't know political things i mean <laughs> i'm super gonna say that plan a fails like they are not able to peacefully convince the emperor to not invade the other country and then really the kicker is like it fails in such a way that plan b doesn't seem super viable either and then they sort of have to scramble to come up with a plan c in on the fly and then that one i would allow to work i mean honestly the ultimate plan is for the girl to just tell the the duke that every time he goes to the battlefield her lifespan gets shortened because <laughs> she's already successfully tricked him into marrying her and they're bonded <laughs> wait did he not know this of course he didn't know he would never agree to it because he's he's such a good guy. He would never agree to it. He was like pleasantly surprised when he reached the age of thirty without dying, and then his wife suddenly got a wasting illness, and then he like figured it out like right before she died in the first life. Um, Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, he would never agree to it if he knew. Like there was there zero chance he'd agree to get married. <laughs> okay. So as long as she successfully marries him this time, she has the ultimate trump card. Just disobey the emperor, or I'll die. <laughs> uh, that seems extreme. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't want to have to tell you this, uh, but uh, if if they run through How plans A through D, do you? <laughs> I question why he is so unaware of what's happening because it seems like it should be obvious well it's because the country that his mother was from was conquered and it's um like historical knowledge and uh culture 
completely destroyed on purpose in an act of genocide. Welcome to colonialism. <laughs> uh, it kind of sucks. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if too many plans fail, I'm pulling that out. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, you know, secondary moral to have in pretty much anything that you write. Um, colonialism bad. Uh, <laughs> easy one. Um, yeah. Now, if you want to get more complicated, you're going to have to go with the neocolonialism bad, which is a whole other kind of worms. I mean, then you ought to teach people what neocolonialism is. Exactly. Uh, okay. Neocolonialism doesn't even look like colonialism. It's crazy. That's a lot of education to sneak into a web novel. <laughs> That's why you make it super long for no good reason. Well, I mean, the good reason is we have to continue having fluffy adorableness. Um. Oh, I see. Fluffy adorableness and a lesson on the geopolitics of neocolonialism. Exactly! <laughs> That's how you get people to keep tuning in. <laughs> You're going to get educated. I don't know if people would keep tuning in for the uh, education part of it, but you know... If they do, that's a win. It's like adding sugar to medicine. You're gonna like, you're gonna take it, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I see, I see. Oh man, um, that reminds me of like fruit flavored tums. Those things are delicious, like to the point that some people eat too many of them and then get alkaline. That just stuff. causes the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Okay. Guys, don't eat too many Tums. You will get hypercalcemia and end up in the hospital. I mean, too many, too many. If you just eat a little bit too many, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> if you eat medicine like candy, it's usually a bad thing. But Tums. <laughs> I'm just gonna give that blanket statement, okay? Okay. And then, um, you know, conflicts, uh, you know, love rivals. Uh, Are there love rivals? Why would there be? That does not seem uh, important to this story. Well, maybe somebody else is seeing the amount of political power the main character is amassing and wants to marry that. Marry her? Yeah. Ah, okay. Now we're at least being interesting. Yeah, because, um, you know, maybe the one of the... It's a foregone conclusion that she's just going to blow him off. But, yeah. uh, but you know, not before some, you know, cute level of jealousy is displayed by the Grand Duke. <laughs> God, the image of jealousy being cute is still one that I fully do not understand. I mean, you don't understand the concept of jealousy, so... You're right. Um, so that's step one <laughs> or step zero for most people. I'm kind of, I'm kind of step zero failing. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't understand, but it's basically somebody being bought. Like, it's the fact that the guy knows that she likes him and that she's not seriously considering marrying this other guy, but he's still bothered because I guess the, the downside like the possibility of of uh 
her choosing to marry someone else is so catastrophic. Okay, but it's not a reasonable pro- that the, <laughs> probability. That the tiny chance that it could happen needs to be worried about. It's like, you know, like if you go on a trip and somebody worries, you know, it's like, call me when you get there when you're flying to another country or something. It's like the chances of the plane crashing and you dying are really, really, really low to the point it's irrational. But... I care, so I'm still gonna worry a bit. So you're gonna have to reassure me, and it's cute. See, but that's another one I don't get. <laughs> okay, well, excuse me for trying to connect to normal life experiences that other people have. <laughs> people have asked me to send it before. I just don't worry in that same way. Well, that's because you're probably like, well, if they die on the plane there, that happens. <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree, yeah. It's like, you know, it's not really something I can do anything about, so I don't know why I would worry about it other than acknowledging the possibility, acknowledging that I would dislike that possibility and moving on with my life. How, how Like, if the risk can be mitigated, that's one thing. If the risk cannot be mitigated, eh, what am I going to do? Clearly not worry. Um... <laughs> Exactly. This is like, you can't be the main character in an adorable romance, because you don't even understand why it's <laughs> cute. Excuse me, I'm writing, I am writing a character in an adorable romance who has many of the same traits as me. Many. Not all of them. Many. But not all. The ones that we have come up before in this, uh, in this particular episode of the podcast are shared. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you're certainly not the main character of this romantic of this one yeah okay and then you know maybe some other um time travelers are instead of going like oh we'll just uh foil this marriage they're like why don't we go straight to the source and just assassinate the grand duke uh you know some attempts are made although like not a great idea. Trying to assassinate someone who's like known to be invincible is some is just a little bit dumb. <laughs> well, to a certain degree, it can be dumb. On the other hand, if you actually manage it, you'll go down as a legend. Yeah, but most likely you'll just go down as dead. That's true. Um, you're either a legend or you're dead, and honestly, that's a good trade-off for some people. Not most. It actually seems like kind of bad one to me and like honestly all it does is like put the main character in danger which makes the grand duke annoyed and not annoyed angry furious uh and then <laughs> gets her people wiped out <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean there's a whole lot of interesting directions you can go once you've sort of solved your main uh thrust here and then you know you can dive into the grand duke's dark past as an unloved child, lonely in the palace, with no allies or friends. <laughs> See, that's kind of the opposite of what I would do, is that, you know, he has allies and friends and people who care about him, but, like, not people who would care about him enough to actually, like, risk themselves or anything. Well, I mean, they like him. So they're him. just kind of, like, light friends. They like know? him as long as he keeps being a war hero. That's not... That's not a friend. That's not friends. <laughs> Those aren't real friends. They're just fake 
people who like, you know, being associated with the war hero. And yeah. Those are losers. And then he learns what mm. real friends are. Friendship! <laughs> I see. The power of friendship. Always a good theme. You know, I sarcastically <laughs> say that, but at the same time... It's not like I can't be got. Um, <laughs> There's no way. Nobody is immune to the the power of friendship trope. <laughs> Some people are. I call them edgy 16-year-olds because that's about how old they use, usually are. I mean, um, they try and be immune to it, but actually they're not. <laughs> Unless... Well, to a certain degree, if you're not acting on any of it, I don't know really what's the useful distinction between they're caught by it and they aren't. Uh, psychopathy. <laughs> Are they psychopaths? Is is the question. And some of them really try hard. And you know, and get close. Whether or not they're gonna outgrow their phase of rejecting friendship. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially if we're talking about uh, people who present male. Not all of them are going to get over that. <laughs> great, great. Grow up, guys. Everyone needs friends. <laughs> exactly. I say that as someone who has a very short list of friends. Even I have more than one. I use plural. <laughs> I see. Okay. Um, well, don't worry about it for everybody in the world, except for a very, very few people. Most of your friends have more friends than you. Well, yeah. That's just... Just statistically. Yeah, except for the people who have just crap loads more friends than everyone else, because those are the people who screw up the averages. <laughs> See, I don't think I screw up the averages. I think that I personally make friends with people who don't have many friends. Is the <laughs> yeah? Email us if you have way more friends than your friends. <laughs> exactly. Somehow I doubt that kind of person listens to this podcast, but who knows? Um, who knows? I don't judge. I judge a lot, actually. Um, <laughs> I listen to podcasts all the time. Okay. Well, yeah, but you're a weirdo, as we've... In so many ways. In, so, in um, too many ways. Okay, so, you know, that I think that's, that's mainly the story. You know, we got some floof, we got some politics, and more floof, and then uh, some... Murder and intrigue. And then some politics, and then some more floof. Okay. It's no, sort of a solid outline. No recurrent time loop nonsense, okay? This is just one go back. One go, and they're just doing a redo. Got it, guys? I don't want to hear All nothing right, we're putting about the Eunice stamp. <laughs> we're putting the Eunice stamp of no recursive time loops okay. over this whole work. No recur- hashtag no recursive time loops. <laughs> Is that a hashtag? Are we making that a hashtag now? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to add it to every um, episode as an episode tag to every time we do time travel with no recursive time loops. <laughs> <laughs> but I like recursive time loops. Yeah. They're so much fun. But if you're like me and you're not willing to listen to, through any of that nonsense, then you can still listen to this episode. Because I promise, no recursive time loops. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, and we're telling them this post because... That's what the tags are for. Well, I mean, theoretically, but, like, who reads the tags? I don't know. I, ho- I hope you, you guys read the tags. 
because uh, I work really hard on putting some meta humor into them um, that you would only understand if you listen to all the episodes and read all of the tags in chronological order. So please do that. <laughs> See, and here is where I say that that was my subtle prompting for you to say that. Um, <laughs> you, you evil mastermind. I am an evil mastermind, but I share my mastermind with the world so that people know that I am. I don't know if I'm an evil mastermind, actually. Like, neutral to good. Um, <laughs> my manipulations are for your own good. Um, and with that, I think we're actually kind of done with the, with the story. Yeah, so um, if you can draw, take this idea and turn it into a webtoon so then people can uh, accuse you of copying Please Marry Me. Um, if you can't, <laughs> writing it as a story would work just fine as well, Yeah. to be clear. But, you know, you have to be better at making things adorable via writing than just pretty pictures. Yeah, creating web novels and webtoons is different skill sets. But, um... Who knew? Make it cute. If you... Did we say email us? Email us. Listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. We said that at the beginning, but I don't think we've said it yet uh, at the end. Um, if you want to be a guest on our show... Email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. As always, we would like it if you could rate us, review us, share us with your friends. Uh, or, you know, just, you know, post something about it online. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.